3: was the 199th pick in the draft. Mm. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. Come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. Yes, the first round of the 2021 NFL draft is in the books and storylines galore, boys. In a draft that included five quarterbacks uh entering the league th- three in the first three picks and then this this simmering drama uh just to stage left uh surrounding Aaron Rodgers which came out of nowhere or did it so that is kind mm-hmm. of setting the table here for you boys how's everybody feeling we're taping after nine o'clock on uh, the Pacific uh, time zone here but it's late. But I feel good. I had a Red Bull, and I'm feeling good. Ooh, I was like,
4: uh, should I have some, you know, some green tea or something before going? But no, uh, just like the energy from the Jason Oway pick at 31 just has me flying and ready to do this podcast.
5: Watch out for that herbal green tea, Greg. You know, I, you've become more daring in your um, advancing age. I just I don't know too many men that could hang with a green tea at 9 p.m. West mm. Coast time. I thought it was actually what I loved about the first round is it wasn't completely sort of paint by numbers. There were twists and turns, and um, I, I'm maybe not as excited about the Aaron Rodgers um, manufactured drama as others, but we can get into what, that. What well, it sure. is crazy,
4: Joe. though. It's draft day, and like before we even got to the draft, by far the biggest news story of the offseason hit. It's you know, to me, it's much bigger than anything that happened during the draft. I thought, you know, maybe it's going to affect the draft. It started to remind me of 2005. like the, the whole draft day was like centered around Aaron Rodgers and his desire to go to San Francisco. Uh, on that day, you know, the 49ers didn't take him. He sits around, uh, and here he is again. this time the 49ers did want him. I mean, crazy stuff was happening in terms of the, the 49ers. Owner tweeting and some of the some of the sources where Rodgers just like sprays all these sources all over the media that that like overwhelmed everything to me that happened on draft night. But then once it started, it re- you kind of realized Rodgers was not gonna get his wish tonight uh, when when the Broncos. Uh took a corner back. that was kind of the moment I was just like, mm, I guess this is not
3: gonna happen for it me. was it's both manufactured, as Mark puts it, and also very real. The manufactured part to me is the timing of it that we're well actually let let let's just for people who are maybe using this podcast to get caught up and know exactly what's yep. going on uh the situation that occurs uh this morning or late or early this afternoon on the west coast anyway is reports start. Uh, popping up about the 49ers uh, checking in on the availability of Aaron Rodgers, and he's not going anywhere. And then the insiders start popping up with information and Ian comes on NFL network and explains that the, this kind of started, this has been simmering since Jordan loves pick last April, not a surprise there that it was still simmering. And then when the Packers came to him after his MVP season and wanted to rework his contract to move some money around and create cap space, that triggered uh, a real breakdown in the relationship. According to Rapture, here's what he's got.
5: Rodgers, I'm told, did not want that. He wanted a real contract extension. He wanted the team to commit to him long-term, which they,
1: as at that point, had not yet been willing to do. His agent, Dave Dunn, flew to Green Bay, had endless meetings with Rodgers. His frustration was palpable. Several teams started calling the Green Bay Packers, kind of getting a sense that things weren't right, trying to maybe trade for him to see if there was interest the Packers have remained steadfast they have no plans to trade Aaron
5: Rodgers that is only going to ramp up as this continues so we will see where this ends but things are not in a good place
3: and then of course with the 29th overall pick the Packers select Eric Stokes a cornerback with a lot of upside from Georgia feeding into this narrative that the Packers are almost (laughs) trolling Rodgers by not adding more offense but at the same time and Greg I think you tweeted about it it's like It's not like the Packers are starving for help on offense right now. They were the best offense in the league last season. Yeah, yeah,
4: this is a a long-running frustration for me. They have two potential Hall of Fame candidates in Devontae Adams and David Bakhtiari on the team with them, and you're telling me that they don't have talent around them. They're the number one scoring offense. They're Aaron Jones. The part that I think registers with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he cares that much if they took a receiver 29th or not. It's that he took Jordan Love and that he took that as a personal slight And he clearly hasn't let go of that. The the crazy part to me is, you know, what Ian said was, you know, kind of measured. And eventually he did say that the Packers, you know, tried to give him a contract extension. And you got to think at some point, isn't there going to be a a number that is enough to make this go away? We'll we'll find out. But there were other reports. I mean, ESPN said he told people he does not want to play for the team anymore, period. Trey Wingo said that the Packers told him that Wingo! they would look to trade him, um, and that they, he feels like that they didn't—they aren't really following through with that. And meanwhile, like Aaron Rodgers' agent and the brass of the Packers are meeting all this while, so it's it's wild. But here's the reality: he, the Rodgers has no leverage right now. I don't believe. I mean, he he can withhold his services, but the odds on him being on another team for the twenty-one. 21- season seems slim to none to me unless it's unless the because what could the broncos possibly give him that would be attractive next year's picks if you want to give me next year's picks just wait till next year let's see if you sit out the year i'll take your
5: picks in january he'll be popular then too i mean it there was one part of this what that was mismanaged if it was manufactured was the timing i mean to me i found it absurd that the Broncos, who had you know gone in with their full draft plans, are finding out or learning about this Rodgers situation. You know, this close to the draft, I mean, there's no lead-up time for front offices who have essentially sealed up what they're going to do for the most part to act. And like I, you know, at this point, um, you know, are the, are the Packers excited to absorb like 38 million in dead cap money to move an unhappy Rogers? I mean, here's the thing: it, it becomes cliche to say they don't draft a wide receiver, and I don't. I'm with you that. Look at you, threw 48 touchdowns last year. I mean, their offense is not broken. There's no drastic glaring void. But they've drafted one skill position player on offense since 2005 in the first round, and it's Jordan Love. And, Greg, I see you smiling, but it's like that is a lack of support to some degree. I would also say that they've not done a great job if you're spending all those picks on defense. Of building up a monster defense, either. So they have just not been that successful. But where's the uh, team it,
4: that's closer to the Super Bowl? That's the thing. Is like they, it's not like you can get closer to the
5: Super Bowl than they were. Well, I don't Remember? see a destination spot. That's sort of right. why this thing to me feels like you know it's perfect for um, to set the table with a high-strung drama. But it, to me, it's like, what's the end result? Because it's, you know, to the day from a year ago where we were spending all night talking about Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' feelings, and a year later, we're doing the same thing again.
3: Tiresome. He's not, I'm, well, we're going to get a special Sessler tonight. I can feel it. No,
5: um, I, am I, does everyone else find him enjoyable? I find it just like, why do you need to dominate the news cycle today in something that you clearly created through your mouthpieces?
4: They were trying to they were trying to pressure them publicly because privately wasn't working. So I I tend to believe the Broncos and these other teams had some you know certainly knew about this and were talking before this. The thing that I don't understand is guys in Denver who were saying that this deal was close. Like Mark Schlereth reported, you know, re- Wingo Schlereth. Re- so so Schlereth, who's a former Bronco Shlerleth. and is on the radio, used to be on ESPN, reported that it was all but a done deal right before the draft, and that got Broncos nation vouchers. Really excited, and who knows? May, maybe consider someday your sources, he will be a Denver. Everybody, prom, but, yeah. consider yeah. your
3: sources. Um, yes, well, Rogers is that. Listen, there's a handful of players in every generation uh, that invoke this level of interest, and the fact that he was the centerpiece of this drama last year, then won MVP. Okay, yeah, and now this comes up again. That that has that has added more zest to this. So. While well, I understand where you're coming from, Mark. It's it's a big story. I mean, it's and it's something. I mean, look, that I I'm not you, trying you, to you push it out of the why way. It's a big story.
5: I'm not trying to push it out of the way. I, I look at, I, at here's the thing about the draft. I mean, the film Gandhi, which is too slow for people, is three hours and like 11 minutes long. The draft, we're back to like four hours oh, and nine no. minutes. And we no, got to no, get you like, right. You know, if we
4: get you yeah. right it on draft night, then
5: it no, goes you by really fast. You're just, racing is, the clock. So that's let's the other not, alternative. you know, Dan's, you know, draft in 40 makes a lot of sense because it is a slow draw. Not thing. And I, I, I'm not trying to rain on the parade. It's a fun night, but it's been a the, long
3: day for Sessler watching. TV, you're a little burnt out, so you're angry right now. That's that's where this is. He was on right. Clubhouse earlier, you know. It was a no, lot. I'm not. It was a lot I'm not
5: angry. Up. I just I don't <laughs> think that how many people would argue. That it is fascinating television. This is a story for another a subject a lot, for another time. A but, lot,
4: Mark. I mean, we're, I know. We're, we're we're
5: a lot of them are listening now. I know, and I know the draft is all right. Well, I I I am an incorrect voice from the distance, perhaps. Bef- I don't we need move, everyone to agree with me. But before we
4: move on from Rogers, though, there were just a couple of details that I think were important. <laughs> Rosenthal loves this, by the way.
3: As much as Mark hates this, Greg oh, like loves this. Well, no, because like, no, it's you know what, You've got a bunch a of people in suits
5: from the third floor saying. Greg is so Greg really gets the draft. He's compliant. Why is who's this other cranky clown um chiming Please. in every third second? I, I yeah, genuinely yeah, I love
4: going. the this Rodgers stuff. the, you know, the draft is <laughs> is separate. Be, because it's 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 fascinating cuz first of all, it's like it's a, it's the Favre thing all over again. I mean, it's it's really kind of crazy. Yeah. But the personal animosity and and Dan hit on this last year. I do think it's funny cuz the Jordan love pick, you know, you hate to it's not like Aaron Rodgers tried harder. But you got to give that something, you know, you know, some of the credit of like why he won the MVP if you really want to get crazy. But it really seems like there's major uh, antipathy between Rodgers and Gudikun specifically. And the most interesting part of all this today was Glazer saying to me that uh, Matt, what is this
3: there? Oh, this is Goody's theme song, baby. Oh, yeah. I forgot this one. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, uh, this part I like.
4: <laughs> I don't I remember it being that. like such, such a flow. Yeah, I know. This is the long version. Matt LaFleur, according so to different. Jay Glazer, did not know that they were taking Jordan love before they took it. And that, the whole, that whole story is fascinating to me. Number one, LaFleur is putting that out there through Glazer. That's it. That's interesting. It, it, it gets to a schism. It gets to Lafleur almost trying to say, "Hey, I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side." And uh, if you read what, if you hear what Ian said, it really feels like Rodgers does not like Gudikons. And I thought, like, this is where you need an owner. They don't have an owner. Like, if I was an no. owner, I'd be talking to Brian Gudikons right about now.
3: And by the They've way, got Gutekunst, shareholder meetings. How how well do those go? Things haven't gone too well in the championship game in the NFC the last two years. But with Gutekunst, uh pulling the the lever. On moves, they've gone thirteen and three in back-to-back years, and they're they're doing a lot of things right in that building. So yes, in terms of like how much you want to feel for Aaron Rodgers' position, I I, I can't really get that. I'm not with you on that. Um If there are people that feel like he's been wronged uh in this situation, but at the same time, you get it. It's like you drafted my replacement. I win MVP. And when you want to come to the table to do business with me, it's to help you out and make cap space room instead of saying, you know what, we blew it. We should have never doubted you. Here's a contract extension to keep you here forever. It's we we have plenty of time to talk about.
4: And we and we will. And since then, they have they have offered an extension. You would you would think there's there's got to be just like a price that is enough. But if not, he could just dig in. It was funny. Ian's throwing out the Jeopardy stuff. Um, If nothing else, it knocked Tim Tebow out of the headlines. Tim Tebow and Mason Mason Rudolph's contract extension. Maybe that's Um, what
5: got me going early in the day, that that is back in our hemisphere. (laughs) Tim Tebow subplots. I mean, which is, you know, I've got some PTSD associated
3: with that. So does Dan. All right. So the San Francisco 49ers uh, kicking all that off. The report was that they connected with the Packers. Hey, is Rodgers on the block? He was not, at least not right now. So the the Niners with a third overall pick, this is the first flashpoint of the draft. Trevor Lawrence goes number one. Uh, Zach Wilson goes number two. And by the way, I have ordered my Zach Wilson uh, Chipotle burrito. It's being ah. delivered as we speak. And Wonderful. it will be brought right to me when the time comes. I'm very excited uh, to have that burrito in my hands. Just like I'm excited that the Jets have yet another crack at a franchise quarterback uh, hopefully, the young man out of BYU, the third pick, Trey Lance, goes to the 49ers. So the Mac Jones and someone explained this to me. Hashtag like I'm five. A lot of uh, Twitter was about, well, hey, that is one of the better smoke screens I've seen in some time. Uh, but I don't understand that because I know Mac Jones was where everyone was saying that it was going to happen, and then. And then it was Mac Jones or Trey Lance. But what was the smokescreen for? If there was no one right. to outsmart in front of them, the Jets are yep. always going to take Zach Wilson. Uh, the Jags are always going to take Trevor Lawrence. So is the smokescreen simply on the media? And if so, what's the point?
5: I, I think it's utter nonsense. I, th- t- I think we brought this up at least on the show once before. That like, look at they w- they did everything they did to get to number three to remove any sense of you know, disquiet or unknown for who they'd want to pick. They know those two quarterbacks are off the board. Who are they fooling? To me, it just felt kind of baked into, hey, this is a big production and we don't want to, we're not going to shed secrets. It's smokescreen, the viewer, and the analyst. The idea that you need to hide anything from another team makes no sense logically. Yeah, I think it was,
4: it it wasn't a smokescreen. I think the reporting around them genuinely turned out to be wrong very possibly because the 49ers changed their mind. I mean, that's what our reporting at NFL Network indicates, that essentially they, were, they, they didn't know who they were going to take. They thought they were going to take Mac Jones, that that was Kyle Shanahan's guy. And if you read between the lines, not even between lines, Ian basically said that, that the front office was pushing for Trey Lance. And as Kyle Shanahan went to these workouts, and, and I think most importantly talked to Trey Lance more and more, that he he ended up becoming convinced that 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 was the decision, because the one thing you keep hearing about Lance not only is he probably the most physically gifted just just in terms of athleticism and arm strength, even though he has virtually no production I mean he has four hundred dropbacks in his career um is that like he's probably the one guy who comes off maybe as the as like the smartest and the guy that like you love him in the room, and maybe over time they just sort of Fell in love with. it. Sounds like he'll never throw an incompletion. He's the most physically talented and the smartest man alive. But but he'll I also think he's three. He's got to be one of the biggest risks of all time. He he because he of dropped lack of. He dropped. Yeah. He dropped back three hundred and eighty times in his career. They've barely right. ever they, seen him play, and it was at it was in North Dakota State. It was a lot right. to
3: give up by the Niners to essentially move up to take this level of a chance. But if he hits the ground running, and who knows when that happens? Because as of right now, Jimmy G still in the building. Uh, If he hits the ground running and he's a star, it's going to, you know, cement Lynch and Shanahan there for a long, long time. But if this goes off the rails and they kind of messed up their future with the draft uh, to get a guy that couldn't play this, it's going to be catastrophic. It's it's a huge moment for them.
5: Then it's, then you're put into the same category as a Mitch Trubisky type of trade up, except even more expensive. So yeah, I mean, there is high risk reward. I mean, they talk about the last, 10 Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, Um, every one of them had 1,200 attempts in college. I mean, there are front offices out there that would rule out quarterbacks that don't have a certain amount of proven production at a big college level. Other front offices do it differently, and we know Shanahan does it differently. I mean, I'd come away a little concerned with, you know, whispers and flat out just comments that the front office and Shanahan and all of them just were not on the same page that they had no idea what was going on. Um, That said, if you're Shanahan or if you're any of those people, you're in a building with an almost Belichickian type leader in Shanahan who is basically calling the shots. And um, if it works, he looks like a genius. If it doesn't, They'll probably still call him a genius. I, I seems like I love him, but he seems a little Teflonish too. He's got to win with this quarterback sooner than later. I think he,
3: this was what would cost him though. If sure, I if think this so didn't too. work out. He, he has been a little Teflon. I think they've one winning season in seven years. Uh, he hasn't been there that whole time. But um, th- this has to work. This has to work. Uh, just like it has to work for the Jets move that they made. Uh, going up to get Zach Wilson or trading Darnold to get Zach Wilson. These are important franchise defining type draft picks this high. It's exciting though.
4: It's exciting to see your boy, Kyle Shanahan, get someone so t- you kind of feel like Shanahan will make them bus proof. I mean, if, if, if Mullins can put up those stats, then you kind of figure like, well, what's, what's the worst Lance could be is maybe average. I mean, you would hope, you would think just cause their offense is so good. They have Trent Williams at left tackle. They have, Ayuk and debo samuel and george kittle i mean it is an amazing situation so just as a football fan i'm excited to see such like an athletic guy in shanahan system instead of mac jones then again i'm gonna have to walk watch mac jones with the patriots so maybe <laughs> yes, yes and we'll get count. to that
3: we'll get to that in just a little bit so yeah so lawrence wilson lance then uh, the first seven players by the way this was a record all offensive uh players so kyle pitts The tight end out of Florida becomes the highest drafted tight end in NFL history, going to the Falcons. Intrigue there, of course, especially coming off a week where there are whispers about Julio Jones' future. That makes even more sense now knowing what their intentions were to take this game-changing. This guy is entering the league with a level of hype that few tight ends uh, match, so you have Pitts there. Calvin Ridley has emerged as a star in his own right, so Julio Jones, you you don't want to say this, but he seems like someone... Uh, that could be moved without killing the offense which you would have never thought now we see if that actually happens and if it doesn't man that's one hell of a uh one two three punch on that offense and I would say that Arthur
5: Smith you know I, maybe I like him more than others but I think he's a, a severe upgrade over Dirk Cotter in 2021 and uh, on top of it I mean when it comes to Julio Jones I just I don't think that that would be out there if they didn't severely need to restructure hmm. like the money they have. I don't think you'd be looking to move them just to move them. Um, so if he sticks around and you add Kyle Pitts to this offense, like you've got something. I still think they're a hot target to draft a running back um earlier than later. It could be in this in round two here, but they're not far away from having, again, um a very intriguing offense.
4: Matt Ryan's had a nice offseason. They basically Guaranteed some money down the line that kept him there. You add Kyle Pitts. I don't think their defense is going to be good. And so he could be a fantasy guy. Like, you could just see them being like 35 to
3: 33 every week Uh, with these Falcons. It's like Matt Ryan has all these skill players and, you know, they're in a lot of, like, coming from behind situations and you're and you're like oh this is perfect then you look up and he has 27 touchdowns at the end of the year it's like i think that oh, like permanently that's soiled okay. your uh, that, opinion of matt Ryan yeah that, that MVP, fantasy you, you, year with you. you got
4: him after the mvp
3: year i think which is i feel awesome. like he throws 27 touchdowns and 13 interceptions every year i don't know don't check those stats I at number five him. uh jamar chase the wide receiver from lsu reunites with joe burrow i have my thoughts on this that they should have went and uh, got Sewell, the offensive hmm. tackle from Oregon, but okay. I mean, this, this, this works too, but let's see if they put some focus on the offense line. I'll do a couple here and you guys could say whatever you want on any of them. Jalen Waddle goes number six to the dolphins, uh, the Alabama wide receiver uh, and that, Makes sense as well. I like the move where you take the young quarterback and and connect him to a lot of talent and see if he can play. Well, now you have Fuller and Parker and Waddle together. That's a nice trio. And then, uh, as I mentioned, Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon, the top uh, offensive lineman in the draft, goes to the Lions at number seven. I just like the, you know, and they made a
5: big deal out of this on television, but I wonder if there's more thinking going into some of this too. It's the talent of the player, but... You get Jamar Chase paired back with his college quarterback. You get Jalen Waddell paired with someone in two that he knows. It's like, okay, maybe that doesn't matter. Um, but what's wrong with giving like a, your young quarterback someone that he's worked with for a long period of time? There's chemistry is there. And I get what you're saying about picking maybe Sewell um, or it would have been Sewell over Chase, but... I don't know. I, you know, you can a good offensive line coach can do a lot for an offensive line. I'm not sure they have one.
3: Um, but you they know what? does help. better having big talent. Uh, right. But they coach. have two.
5: They do have like the thing is like if you look at their tackle situation, I don't love it. But they have invested in their tackle. They situation. signed they signed Riley
4: Reef this offseason, which has slipped under the radar. Riley reef has been a starting tackle for a while. He's not a huge difference maker, but he's been an average starting tackle. And then they drafted Jonah Williams tenth overall. Right. He's been he's been okay. I I think it's just thinking that Chase is really unique. Like Bob McGinn does that, you know, scouts poll, and he was the first unanimous, you know, wide receiver to get first place votes from every single scout since Calvin Johnson. And so you're yeah. you're thinking mm-hmm. maybe if this guy's Calvin Johnson, then Sewell's not as as unique. I was more surprised that the Dolphins took Waddle over Sewell. I thought I thought that was gonna be locked in, and they could have put Sewell. You know and Austin Jackson as their two tackles and they took Waddle and it was very similar to last year how Ruggs went ahead of um who am I forgetting here uh Judy for Alabama Mm -hmm. like Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy and Waddle who I like more than Ruggs who seems exciting um ends up going ahead of Devontae Smith uh
3: and yeah Sewell uh you know that's a nice pick for the Lions, who but are in no need no rush here to make a big splash. This is a team that's rebuilding, so you get a guy there. Even if the Lions fans aren't going to get pumped up about it, that could be a great pick for them. Could have taken Field a couple of years, but
4: they just they just weren't in love with Justin Fields.
3: I kind of think if they
4: like loved it, Justin Fields, they would have taken him. It wasn't about I can't imagine yeah, it was about he Jared was there Goff. He or was
5: or there. one of the wide receivers because they yeah. are they're you know yeah Jared Goff's being protected, but they're like you look at the infrastructure of their offense and it's messy.
3: All right, so the run on offensive players ends at number 8 with the Panthers and I talked about this uh, on our last podcast that Sam Darnold after twisting in the wind with the Jets was in that same position heading into Thursday night again uh where you didn't know all this talk about Tepper whether he was going to make the big splash and get the quarterback in the draft and uh, when Justin Fields was still there, and Mac Jones was still there. It was like, uh-oh, the Panthers are going to do this, and that's going to be tricky for the former USC star uh, and ex New York Jet. But instead, they select J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, and then the Broncos pick next, another team that you would think could use a game-changing prospect at quarterback. I, I, yes, I lost
4: sandwiches on it.
3: Yes, yes, they have Drew Lock <laughs> there still. Yes, they just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but so they say we're set there now, a quarterback, I guess. And they take Patrick Sertain, the second cornerback out of Alabama.
5: I think this I, is when mock drafts started to go hideously South. How'd um, yours do,
3: by the way? How,
5: it uh, went hideously South around this, around this point. Like, I mean, I think I got maybe seven or eight right, but it's the same seven or eight that like 5,000 other jabronis got. So it was an unremarkable run but i you, had promised you know promised 18 to 20 was it I, 18 to 25 i think yes, i said yes. while we were at a baseball game so i'm maybe you could a, have thought you about got, that tweet you got under
3: promise and over deliver right. well i've been doing the opposite under, for years so it's, that's that's sort
5: of the yeah. problem i mean if you look at this though if you look at carolina's defense like the, what they did last year i love jeremy chin you know you've got bouye dante jackson you ask add jc horn they're they're growing their defense like in rapid fashion. I mean, these guys all have to work out, but horn is like a special cover man based on the data that I've received. Now, like <laughs> the, 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 when the Broncos took a cornerback, I was flummoxed.
3: The I, data I've, been, I've received.
4: Well, I've been
5: doing lots of study during this, but you, wait, you did not think they'd go corner there at Denver, Greg. Well, they, they corner
4: has to be one of their strongest positions on the roster before this. They it's have Vic Ky- Fangio. Like, he just right. will always take a they defensive have, player no matter Kyle, what happens. They signed Kyle Gosh. Fuller for a lot of money. They signed Ronald Darby for a lot of money. Um, they signed Bryce Callahan, who's been really good for Fangio a year ago for a lot, and he, he, I think he can play well. Oja Mudiya was a rookie last year who I thought played really well. So that's four guys already. You just added a top ten pick. So that got people thinking, well, maybe they're taking this pick for Green Bay. You know, I I haven't totally ruled that out. But then Green Bay took a cornerback, which kind of doesn't totally support that theory unless they want two of them. So I do the smoke in Denver has to have some reality to it. And then when they didn't take a quarterback, that does lend you to thinking they're they're not going to be out of this, whether that's for 2021 or next year. We'll see.
3: Well, John Elway did once upon a time successfully recruit Peyton Manning. And got a ring out of it, and a run of dominant play and record-setting offense. I could Maybe see Aaron Rodgers in time. Denver.
4: Like I could see him like doing local ads for like oh, like a weed company or
5: something. Yeah, he'd it. fit well in Denver. You know, having lived there, he'd he'd
3: jive right in. What about the Sh- the Cheyenne Woodley factor here? I mean, she might not want him in Colorado. She want might want him right here. And yeah, he, the it's Chargers. Close. That's yeah. closer. That's a I
4: know it's not that close. People were making fun. That's like. But it's like it does make a difference if you're only on a two hour flight versus like, you know, I need Green to see more Bay. evidence
5: that they're like hanging out hour by hour. I don't there's not a lot of you know, where are the Instagram photos? Where's the show? You know, where's the all the business? Uh I mean, right to, to me.
4: Broncos fans are not gonna be thrilled uh, if they are, you know, six and seven and Teddy Bridgewater just took over for Drew Locke getting benched, oh, you know, in fourteen.
5: But that's exactly what's gonna happen, which made this this to me if they don't wind up with Aaron Rodgers and if Justin Fields becomes uh brilliant um John Elway I know that I know that John Elway is now hiding behind hiding is not fair but (laughs) we have General Patton there and it's like you know John Elway can avoid the blame but like you cannot miss on this like if Justin Fields passed you by the floor falls out
3: when you have a brave leader like General Patton Directing the troops, you know there is nothing to be fearful of, and if Aaron Rodgers is there for the taking, you will get him. Because uh, people like General Patton, leaders like that, don't come around too often.
4: <laughs> they by the, they can't they can't allow Schlereth into the building. By the way, if Rodgers is not Schler- end in Green Bay, because I had my cousin Justin, who's Water- a big Broncos fan, you know, the second Schlereth Water. sends this tweet out. They think sure. Rodgers is coming to Denver tonight. Like I, that's that's a fireable offense. I have think I
3: nailed the um finally I've struggled with it but I have the pronunciation on that particular gentleman. Mark Schlarf.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Schlurf. Schlurf.
5: Schlarf. Snarf.
4: We should we should have him on, you know. He's a radio guy. Uh all right, He
5: creates next... salsa or chili by the way. He's he salsa. salsa company. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh <laughs> interesting moment in the draft comes At number 10, when the Eagles moved from number 12 to number 10 in a trade, who are they going to trade with? The Cowboys. The Eagles and Cowboys trading with each other on draft night. So they trade up to number 10 to take Alabama stud Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith. Oh, my goodness. Uh, The Cowboys so traded their 10th pick, got back the 12th pick, as well as the Eagles' third-round pick. The Cowboys um, selected linebacker Micah Parsons with the 12th pick. I uh, love this move for the Eagles. Um a little bit surprised the, that the uh, Cowboys were willing to help out, but they, you know, they're getting something out of it. And the Giants are dying. Dave Gettleman, you, you know, they were laser focused on a wide receiver because they then trade out of the top of the first round and then take a wide receiver later. Uh, but then mm. that worked out. I thought that was actually a good trade. Dave Gettleman finally trades out, but let's focus on the Eagle side of things. Uh, this feels like a, a, a big move for Jalen Hurts, who, again, he feels like a big winner here now um, because Definitely. Carson You made the Wentz... winners and losers column, Dan. Oh, Check it out, excellent. NFL.com. Check that out on NFL.com slash Rosenthal because Carson Wentz shipped out of town. The Eagles don't bring in another quarterback despite a lot of a lot of uh, hype and buzz around do they believe in Hurts, and now they go and get him the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and a potential superstar number one wide receiver. Okay, let's see what happens here. He's so different, Smith, you know, at hundred and sixty six
4: pounds at his most recent testing that it it does still feel like one of those picks that Roseman's out on a, a ledge a little bit. I mean everyone's excited. Jeremiah thinks he is a true, true one. And you're right. It's so good for Hertz. Another uh quarterback receiver combo. Now I don't I don't know right, if uh, from Alabama. Smith was like Playing a lot when Jalen Hurts was playing there, that was you know that was before Hurts transferred. And you guys put more here. into
3: this than than I did. Yeah, but I'm I not, guess I'm they used to play together. I'm just I'm, it.
4: I'm just again. I'm just it noting just, it. it. I don't it's think it's like an earth shaking. You know. <laughs> but it's I think it's nice too because Jalen Rager. I feel a little bad for him because he's not Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's necessarily a bust. Um, he's only you know, but now he can be the number two receiver. He's more like the deep threat, like a Hollywood Brown. Hopefully, you know, maybe uh, a. a Similar to Hollywood Brown or better, and now he slides down one. Like they're going to be more fun to watch now. I mean, like a DJ,
5: you know, pinpointing and showing highlights of Devonta Smith catching the ball uh, amid defenders, racing for a long score, not even being touched. Uh, they called him the best route runner in the draft, and you're right. He he called him a clear-cut number one. So you know, I don't I don't know how you really evaluate. Too many of the people from that offense from a year ago. It just was like a hard on the eyes car crash. So you know maybe you actually have over the last two years found two good receivers to and and you could change everything. And Hurts is in a great position.
3: All right, better than Wentz. I mentioned uh, Parsons to the Cowboys, Smith to the Eagles. The pick right in between at number eleven, and this was um, seismic. And we'll see if this is a major turning point uh, for a franchise in desperate need. Of a spark right now. So four years ago, the Bears traded up uh, to number two overall and took Mitchell Trubisky. And it was one of the great misfires in recent NFL history, not just because Trubisky couldn't really play the guitar, uh, but Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were like Slash and Eddie Van Halen, uh, you know, taking the guitar analogy further. Maybe uh, the brother Rosenthal, you know, throw him in there too. Dean, Dean, the other God of guitar. Um, So that didn't work out. So four years later, they once again make a draft day move. They trade up nine spots with the Giants, and they take, yes, OSU quarterback Justin Fields. The Giants received the Chicago Bears' first-round pick, which was number 20, uh, and fifth-round pick this year, and then the Bears' first and fourth-rounders next year. So the Giants really clean up, um, and I think it worked out for them because they went and got a wide receiver um, uh, and then also now have this bounty of picks, but Justin Fields brings Mark something that you've talked about, uh, many, many times on the show. And I, I agree with you. There's no, there's no buzz around the bears. There's nothing to be excited about. Justin Fields is not a can't miss prospect, but if he hits, it changes everything in the NFC North.
5: I mean, you know, it, we're at a different, um, organization that was run differently I think it would be odds on that Ryan Pace wouldn't have been here to make this move. Um, the bears are very creaky with their front office and coaching decisions in general, but look, how do you realign your career? How do you change perception? Number one, I think in the NFL, it's by being aggressive and daring. And Wes used to talk about that all the time. The fortune favors the bold. And I had, you know, bears fans, right. I, I had bear fans. We all have bears fans as friends that, you know, they're like, do you think someone will fall to them at 20? It's like, a quarterback no i don't i mean you're gonna have to do something more than that um you wanted to offer the moon uh, and distant stars for russell wilson so why not maybe think about packaging picks to get up a quarterback that you like in this one and they did it so i, I for me it changes the whole energy of a team that i found um de-energizing and, and i don't know if i trust matt nagy to to kind of groom this quarterback um but it's not fair just to judge him on Trubisky because that was just a wild whiff. And Fields brings excitement. Um, Bears have not really ever drafted a quarterback worth their salt. I mean, it's just they're an outlier on that front. So they swung for the fences. Um, if it works, it changes the Bears forever. And I think he's a good fit for this team. He's from Ohio, he's a cold weather quarterback, he can do it all, he's fun to watch. And it, to me, turns one of the least enjoyable franchises at this current time in the NFL to something I can't wait to see.
4: Yeah, I I agree with everything there. It's well said. I just worry that it's a tough spot. Reminds me a little bit of Darnold when he arrived in New York, uh, because I think the GM coach situation is so precarious that, you know, you would give them over under one year left. Because it, no matter how – you know, if Justin Fields is great this year and he looks great in this offense, that solves everything, and, and he will play over and He does have a number one receiver in Allen right. Robinson. He That's does, not and, you know, I like Mooney okay at number two, but, you know, I guess I got to see it. it. You know, it doesn't feel like – it's certainly not Trey Lance landing in um, San Francisco, or for that matter, Mac Jones, I think, is in a better situation with, with New England. I, I think, you know, there there will be challenges, and if they don't win this year – they, they will probably change,
3: you know, the regime and then, it, then you know, then That's, things start getting messy. I think you're spot on with that because foundation is so important with these guys, because if things don't go well, like you're saying, and they reboot, well, if they reboot and they hit on the higher with the coach and GM, then you'll be OK. But it's a big roll of the dice. These things work out half the time, and maybe even more the other direction. They don't work out, so you're starting over again. And then maybe that works, maybe it doesn't. Then all of a sudden, you're in your third or fourth year of your rookie deal, and then they have to ask questions about you unless you're a star. So, not um, trying to
4: be a downer for Bears. Fans. No, they, but they I should, think should be thrilled. They got some breaks tonight yes. the to way the draft fell, yep. and then they took advantage. I good.
3: think. Oh, I think this yeah. is uh you. You could dwell on the negative things, and it, you shouldn't turn a blind eye to it. But. I think on balance this is exactly what bears fans have been waiting for and i talk about it all the time about joe namath and the jets and how long it's been well they haven't had anybody that they could truly call franchise quarterback sid luckman i mean uh, uh, jay cutler, cutler wasn't that color cutler,
4: cutler, cutler, sort of you know.
3: i don't know man a, a I true franchise Cut, was, no. quarterback so maybe fields becomes that guy and, and if he stinks the fields can't play well everybody's Everybody's well, then, gone well I'll tell you, you what really I thought Jay Cutler
4: then. was a franchise quarterback when they traded for him, and so did most people at a the lot time. People, we yeah. were all I know, but Greg, th- Greg,
5: this is another quarterback that I, I like. Here is the natural, like organic view of Jay Cutler, and Greg's is that view with like eight percentage points higher. Well, it's kind of like was, a Teddy Bridgewater type thing. Well, like, he always, was a great example of
4: what a Shanahan offense can make you think because I think if he had spent his whole career with Kyle, you know, with Mike Shanahan, we'd love Jay Cutler. He was so exciting, but. Um, that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at with fields that it's, you know, is this coaching staff going to take advantage or, or
3: is he going to be like a Jay Cutler? Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep moving now here. Oh, by the
4: way, I did want to point out, it is fun. You mentioned how, you know, it's four years about since Trubisky. Remember that was the night when Mike Glennon, who had signed a $16 million contract (laughs) went to the draft party and then they took Trubisky and then very similarly, I mean, it's not quite as bad, but there was that tweet with. Andy Dalton, QB1. That, that was kind of the version of Glenn, Glennon going to the draft party. Well, well then, that's also the
5: Bears creating their own problems. I, it's like, you I'll know. I'll never forget. Anyone, I think
3: know. I might have even written that around the league or around the NFL post. Yeah. It was like at QB. Soldier Field. So they basically took an area of Soldier Field and invited a bunch of season ticket holders and then had some players there. And Glennon had just signed that deal. I mean, they, dude, the guy, dirty. I mean, you're doing Mike Lennon dirty. If you even had a thought that you were going to go make a move like that, and you had to have had a thought, you, you you say, Mike, stay home. Stay home, Mike.
5: Well, Can I offer one counterpoint to that? Yeah. Let's say you you get hired by a company to come in and do a ton of work. You got a lot of pressure on you, but you signed for a lot of guaranteed money. Um, so you're thinking, all right, I made a lot of money, but I'm going to have to deliver. Well, they just went and drafted a rookie who's going to start over you immediately because that's how this works you've made a ton of money you don't have to do a lick of work i don't remember mike glennon throwing a pass during that entire thing and so in a sense he kept his body clean um he lives in he a giant his, house did he keep
3: his dignity though i mean that's well that's we'll count deal with that another Mark. day it's not all about but, money this isn't an episode of money on money okay this who is, is the person that would have Glennon's constantly... dignity Right, Andy but who Dalton would constantly tell you that in.
5: money is not the issue? I would, and I'm <laughs> wrong about that half the time. But I'm just saying it was like you're basically being, getting paid a fortune to do like 15 minutes of work a week. I think Dalton started two games.
4: <laughs> I, that's totally off the top of my head. That could be wrong. That's about what Dalton feels like is going to be the over-under here.
3: I mean, with all these guys, we could, we could sit here all day. It's all relative. These are very well-paid, well-compensated individuals across well, the unless landscape. Unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Right, well, he's horribly underpaid. Glennon had four starts. Underappreciated.
4: Four starts. Okay.
3: Um, all right, let's uh, keep moving through the first round into the middle of the draft. All right, Rashawn Slater, tackle from Northwestern, goes to the Chargers. Greg, you want to add anything on that? I know you wanted a little more help uh, blocking for Yeah, no, Justin I thought that Herbert. was
4: nice. I'm very worried about them blowing Herbert's uh, chances of being a top five QB, so I think that okay. the draft fell perfectly for them. Got Corey Lindsey too, Brian Balaga. So yeah, I had to save that. You had me on, on, on that the that edge sentence. of my seat there. Like, how's he going to land this one? <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, then a trade. My New York Jets, they they picked number two. They took the quarterback. And uh, we've heard it since uh, Joe Douglas has taken the job. He's all about offensive linemen. He was an offensive lineman. Da-da-da-da-da-da. So they make a move. Uh, they send their 23rd overall pick, the 66th, and the 86th overall pick. So they sent uh their first rounder and both third rounders to the Vikings to move up from twenty-three to fourteen. They also got back uh a late round draft pick and they used that to take UFC USC offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker. Um of course I'm doing deep dives right when this ha I know he was in the top fifteen of almost every mock draft and he's seen as a rock solid plug and play uh interior alignment which the Jets desperately needed uh, giving up both third-round picks maybe was a little on the pricey side, but then I think about if he can play and he could solidify the left side of the interior and you have Makai Becton next to him at left tackle, we're starting to cook now. We're starting to do something and really figure out this offensive line so it could pay big dividends.
5: I would just remember what kind of offense they want to be. I mean, this is a Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you know, They're going to be heavy run. And they they know exactly what kind of lineman they want to get. So if this got the seal of approval, um, you're right. It's an upside. They were the second-worst pass-protecting line in the league last year and looked that way and looked sometimes like the worst, even one step worse down to 32. So, you know, there, uh, this is an improvement. Sounds
2: I like think he that,
4: could play some right tackle, too. I, I thought yeah. you won sandwiches on this, but you, um, you know, very nobly uh, reminded the go-get-my-lunch yes. um, people that you said they were going to trade up for a receiver not people. just any trade up. I couldn't think <laughs> Nick of Fortier. Nick Fortier's name at the time but it took I had it Yes,
3: I time. I had my one and we'll do our sandwich props at the end of Saturday show okay. but okay. I thought Jets were going to trade up and take a wide receiver they traded up and took a guard. So, on balance, they get a new quarterback and they improve the offensive line and I still my boy Landon Dickerson Alabama fell out of the first round on medical issues. I wish the Jets had a third round pick if maybe he fell down there, maybe they move up if they can. But maybe Landon in the second round. Got my eye on you, buddy. I believe in your body. B- believe in that guy's body. But, Who, ah, wait, how, is the,
4: how is the Chipotle burrito going to be delivered during the show? Emily's going to come in with it? This is why, yes, Keeping your kids up? Getting
3: married. No, my kids okay. are done. They're in bed. Uh, Emily That's is waiting. Nice. She's staring uh, out from the front window, just waiting for the moment oh the burrito arrives, and she's going to then shuttle it to me directly. Did you allow her to... Did she by dinner too or was it just a you operation it's a it's a solo purchase uh on Grubhub um because it is 10 o'clock here so right i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna probably have a bite of the burrito because i already had a dinner i don't want to double up dinner that's not what we're trying to do in the off season we're trying to make good health decisions in sure. the off season uh but i also have to have a a celebratory bite of the burrito um for good luck that's where i'm at
4: well done. I'm in I, my bedroom right now. So, so Emeka is not sleeping until we're done. Oh, that's she has no that, choice. a tough situation. Is
5: she in the, she's not, I hope she's not in the room I, though, listening to this
4: nonsense. I, I, oh yeah, she's I, trying to, she's like five feet, feet away, just mm. wearing, no.
3: Pan the camera over. Um, <laughs> I do have to say like the NFL, when the pandemic started, they are like, hey, you got to take a portion of your house and turn it into a studio. And we're like, hey, man, that's that's the break. So we got to do it. It's we're lucky to be employed. Uh, these houses in L.A. here where they're not very big, but we're going to do it. And then, you know, people are getting uh, shots and the world's starting to return to normal. And then all of a sudden the NFL sends a truck over with all new equipment. And I'm like, oh, am I not? Is Am I not getting this part of my house back? I don't think I am. <laughs> you I think definitely I've lost not. this part of my house. Am I paying less rent here? Is there going to be some type of Reimbursement of portion, and when you look at the square footage that I've lost, it's not. You know, we don't have a ton of space. Mm. Negatory.
4: How about this? And you will get nothing and like it. Interesting um, bullet point for your next negotiation.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You will take seventy-four square feet of my rent, or I walk. See how that goes. (laughs) All right. Speaking of walking, Ricky Hollywood was walking off a pier when the New England Patriots sat at fifteen. and took Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama. Mac Jones, of course, Ricky, who was slated by uh, Smokescreen at number three overall, falls to fifteen. And the Patriots, with Cam Newton in the house, now bring in Mac Jones. And I would say this, Ricky: none of us are college experts, and and you are not one either. Uh, I you seem to think that this guy is going to be a boondoggle for the Patriots. We got to let this play out because he has a ceiling. Uh, People say I think it was Charles Davis that might have said it, and great job. I got to give it up. I have to say, uh, I hate to say this, but Daniel Jeremiah did awesome work on NFL Network. They were Excellent so great. tonight. Sorry, the NFL
4: Network. The draft is the thing we dominate better than anything. Yeah,
3: I didn't. I didn't even turn on ESPN. I like that network no. too as a, as a sports fan. But on draft night, I got to be loyal to the brand, and we did a nice job. uh Charles Davis, uh, I believe, was the man, uh, or it was the Stanford coach. Was it Shaw? Said Shaw. this is a Matt Ryan type ceiling. And then maybe more kind of Andy Dalton is where it could end up. Uh, that would be OK, uh, especially if you go closer to the Ryan end. come on, Ricky.
1: Yeah, oh. I mean, the 49ers, they obviously didn't want him, which makes sense. And then he keeps falling. And then when the Lions didn't take, I really don't think they're sold on golf. So I was like, there's a chance he could take Justin Fields. And then the Eagles traded up, like you said. And then they took the wide receiver that everyone's talking about. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, he might, Justin Fields literally might fall because of, you know, the Cowboys and all that. So I'm getting like super excited and being like, oh my God. And so when then the Bears all of a sudden traded up, I knew exactly what was happening. And then the later it goes, not that fifteen is is even that late, but I'm like Mac Jones is falling, like nobody wants him, and yeah, he worked, you know, was under Saban, it's the same scheme as the Pats and all this kind of stuff. So, like I, Matt Ryan as a ceiling, like I guess it's better than Cam Newton. Maybe. Matt Ryan's
3: an MVP, and borderline you, MVP. He posts a not pass. missed yeah. the game in like t- right. right, you know. But Ricky's making a good something. point when you when you're talking about like uh, where Patriots fans are at after what for them was a very trying seven and nine. And I know Greg has a sandwich prop on it. So Greg was all about it. Everyone was like Justin Fields to the Pats in a new era. So now you have Mac Jones and yeah, Greg, you're, I know you're not as excited about a Mac Jones future as you would have been Justin Fields.
4: No, because of the style of play. I mean, he's the first quarterback taken in the first round. Correct me if I'm wrong. Since Jared Goff, that's like not athletic. Has there been anyone else? Yeah. I mean, Baker, means- people say, but Baker can move a little bit. I mean, you know, I I just don't think, like, the, the physical gifts are there. That said, it's funny because at the very beginning of the process, people kind of thought Mac Jones was, like, a mid-first-round pick and made a lot of sense for the Patriots. So, it, you know, the more I listen to people that are really into studying the college evaluation, like, they liked – Mac Jones, he just you know they liked him as kind of like a the fifteenth or twentieth best player in the draft, not not a top tier guy, and you know it's it's not as exciting. Uh, like his style of play is not as exciting. There's some yeah,
1: there's you know the photo like... of Brady that gets circled around at the draft every single year about him shirtless and what he weighs and all this, you know, just like the, just the quarterback that doesn't look good. Um, go look at the photo of <laughs> Mac Jones shirtless with a cigar in his mouth. I hadn't
3: seen that photo until tonight, and someone no, it, no, shot it in text. And it, well, it's not, it's not the most impressive physique, but he's. But it's just he's, he's that, gonna get into a professional strength of training program,
5: right? I, I was under woke. the impression, Ricky, that that maybe was the most annoying part to you was the. I wouldn't call it flabby, but maybe just sort of. I'd say flabby. Uh, kind of bad. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a like how like a 12-year-old boy who's eaten too much food around the pool looks like just a bit of a blimpy stomach. He probably isn't always looking that way, but <laughs> like that seemed to be more agitating to you than than what you had caught from his I Alabama just, career per, per se.
1: We have Josh McDaniels and, you know, Bill Belichick, the this this great you know, we kind of unlocked it a little bit with Cam with a mobile quarterback. So I like, as the night kept going on, I got wicked excited about Justin Fields. And I really thought that the possibility was getting closer and closer and closer because who even knows if when the Eagles traded up, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to get him because they're, they might not be all in on Hurts either. Mm. And they've said that. So it
3: Patriots fan disappointment. It's just- right. It's- I mean, here's Look, the thing. Ricky, it's the new normal.
5: Is it more concerning for you that you got Mac Jones or that you were out, that Bill Belichick was outwitted by Ryan Pace?
1: (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I mean, Lombardi,
4: Lombardi claimed before the draft, there was no chance they were taking fields, which cooled me, which got me my expectations way lower. So even as the night was going, I, I kind of figured they'd like take a defensive player. If fields was was on the board. Yeah. I don't know if Ricky, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. You, you talked to Patriots fans too. I think, I I would suspect, suspect this pick was actually fairly popular in New England because they want, you know, they want a, a new quarterback essentially. They, you know, it's like this Saban clone. I mean, it, weirdly like the Patriots fans have been almost brainwashed into like wanting clones and like Mac Jones like walking down looking all serious. It honestly the thing I like least about them getting Mac Jones is what I fear is going to be like the Patriots fans reaction. And just everything about the Mac Jones like versus Cam Newton experience is going to be a little messy, you know. There's some, you know, Brady got a lot of stuff for being like a Trump guy and stuff. There's a little bit of that with Mac Jones. So yeah, oh it's yeah, all, it's all a little SEC messy. Uh, it's crazy all guy. A little messy. Yeah, it'll, you'll see
1: joke. that photo again if you it. haven't if you haven't seen him. But the... don't you
4: think like I also I like the process of it. By the time they got to the pick there, I was. I kind of wanted them to take back Jones because I really do believe you have to keep taking quarterbacks and don't. I don't know. They've they've earned my benefit of the doubt. It's like, well, they'll probably make it work with Mac Jones. Like I can see that working.
1: Yeah, just like a uh, wannabe MVP Cam Newton for sure.
3: Oh, she's still, she, ooh, and that's oh she still. Oh, I still. I'm still rooting for then. Cam.
4: I'm still wanting Cam to win. We this know battle, you are.
3: That's an uphill battle.
4: We know you are.
3: All right, let's keep moving. All right, so as we now head through the end of the middle into the back end, um, you have, let's see, Zaven Collins, the talented linebacker out of Tulsa, goes to the Cardinals, so they take linebackers in the first round back-to-back years. Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, Alabama goes to the Raiders at number 17. This is becoming a great new tradition. Everyone kills the Raider pick in the first round, and you know how DJ to, again, again, Great job! This guy knows his stuff. I'm on this. This is my biggest stage of the year, and I knocked it out of the park. Everybody, look at me. I'm prepared and charismatic and well-spoken. Whatever. Good job, bro. Um, also, a guy that doesn't—he's not going to tear you down on national television. That's just not DJ style. But this is DJ killing a pick. If you truly can code out the way DJ feels about a pick, play it, Ricky.
0: This one is a little bit of a it's interesting pick because you talk to people around the league, they're all over the map on Alex Leatherwood. Some really like him, some struggle with him. He's played a lot of football at Alabama, started a lot of ball games, he's got quick feet. He was my 62nd overall player, so it was, ah. it was a little bit earlier than I had him coming off the board, but obviously they found some traits in Alex Sutherwood that they felt great about. I, I'm
3: just trying to read into what you're saying. This pick kind of surprises you, huh? 10, yeah, yeah I, did not, I did not think Alex Sutherwood would go
0: off the board in the second round. I mean, he's not going to be a good player. be a solid starter.
4: He also pointed out that they could have you know, possibly traded back and gotten more value, which I thought was the a most salient point of criticism there too, because he pointed out when Mayock was on the set, he would be like, if you've got a conviction, like there's no, nothing too early to take a player. But now they've taken Cleveland Farrell fourth. They took Arnett last year, which was a shocker. And then this one, I do like the, the Jeremiah.
5: I was like, I had him 62nd. (laughs) Well, I think he's, he's trying to be constructive with his criticism, but they're friends. I mean, if suddenly we were having t- to talk he about he replaced it. them
3: in this very job that DJ's in is the number one draft analyst, and then I was also thinking, is like as DJ's saying, "All right, I hate this pick, but I'm going to be a GM next year, and how would I want my replacement to come after me if I if I had a reach in the first round?" It's like you're kind of in a tough spot in that position,
5: right? I mean, but I'll give Mayock this, like, yeah, all right, look, it have the drafts all worked? No, I think it's been underwhelming, but. He's at least living what he said he mentioned on NFL Network about when you believe in someone, you just take them. I mean, he thinks for himself. Now, there's some Gruden in there, obviously, too. But, I mean, Mayock, like, consistently does things that no one expects in the draft. It just, just needs to work. You know, it need to work because That's I get cool concerned about having like, like a bold like,
3: vision. Like, we have our board and our board. We don't care about anybody else. That's all good as long as the guys can play. Because if fine. they don't, like, then you're just bad at this. So that, that, there is a bit of a dance here. They also got stuck, I think, into having to go
5: offensive line because of some of the stuff that's happened this offseason, which is also front office business. But when you hear like half the league thinks he's a tackle, half he thinks he's a guard, to me that doesn't scream like we've got a home run here. It's like you've got a project, and it's whole too high in the draft back, for that.
4: The trading back thing is... I think that's important. That's process. That's why I, I kind of was, you know, like I said, was wish, with with Jones. I, I, the process of it made sense to take a quarterback there. Like, you can't tell me that the Raiders couldn't have traded back and gotten some extra picks and still taken old
3: Leatherface. Old Leatherface. Well, now <laughs> Leatherface. Uh, this one. By the way, Leatherwood. Bit, what what type pick.
5: of like what product are you? Leatherwood. Like which? product? No, that's
3: a great call. Are you a guard? Or are you a tackle? Are right. you leather? Are you wood? Who are you, Alex? And he's like, I don't know. Number 18, the Dolphins take Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami. Uh, The Washington football team takes Hamon Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. And then the Giants, as I said, took a wide receiver out of Florida, Kadarius Toney. Uh, So we'll see um, if uh, he turns out to be, listen, you never know with these wide receivers. You never know. Like all these guys go in the first round, and just because Tony got picked after uh, the three other studs, he might be better than all of them. And then the Giants would have the better wide receiver and the f- extra first-round pick. Uh, we'll see. Dave Gettleman, another uh, another potential chance to save his job. You know, mm. he's an interesting Bit of a, uh, career. He
4: did a good job tonight. Bit of a gadget guy. You know, that's I think how Tony projects is kind of a guy to use in a lot of creative ways i mean receiver it was weird because they were zeroed in on receiver it sounded like and he, that was a good point dan i didn't even think about that they probably were going to take smith devonta smith there um uh, like they have good receivers they have sterling shepherd darius slayton and kenny galladay and evan right. ingram and now they have tony so if nothing else they should be a
5: lot more watchable
4: i would if,
3: if those
5: guys all stay healthy too that's been the issue then. yeah
3: i tweeted that Gettleman, if nothing else, the, his drafting style is very linear. It's like, all right, he wants this. He'll take this. And in this case, because they took it from him, he said, I will now move back. And then I will take that same position, but only a f- little further in the block. There's there's not a lot of layers, it feels like, with Gettleman. But maybe it all works out in the end. All right. I asked you guys on, on Textmark. I know you saw it um, a little later. Um, sneaky. Good picks. I like the the Titans did. Oh, by the way, the Colts take. I'm going to struggle with this name. Quitte, Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher out of Michigan at 21. The Titans. I really liked uh, Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. This is their defense has been killing them uh, the last couple of years, and this is uh, Farley is you know not a can't miss prospect, but uh, everyone everyone says this guy's got a ton of upside, and they need help in that secondary. Like that pick, sneaky good uh, pick.
4: He, he just watching just a little bit of him, he leaps off the screen. I think he, he could have, he would have been a top 10 pick. If not for these back surgeries, he would have been taken ahead of Sertan and he would have been taken ahead of Horn and he's just a big injury risk. But I think when you're getting towards the end of the round and that's going to my, it's similar to my um, sneaky, good pick Uh, take a big swing. I think at the end of the first round.
5: And you know, they, they are a team that they pointed out on network. I thought correctly that, Jeffrey Simmons, injury issues coming in, but they just loved the player, and they showed enough faith in, in his rehab and getting back on the field, and they won that one. Um, I mean, when I watch him, they compared him to Charles Woodson, to Bobby Taylor, um, the old eagle. Uh, I see little shades. It's not, it's not um, safety, but I see shades of Eric Turner in the way he hits. I mean, he just attacks. So if you get the healthy version of this, this was
3: an awesome pick for the Titans. Uh, okay, let's keep moving through the first round here. Ba 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 ba. Uh Christian Darisaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech, goes to the Vikings at twenty-three. They, of course, traded with the Jets back to twenty-three and picked up those two mid-round picks, um, and they take Darisaw. Okay, the Steelers. There's there was a lot of buzz connecting Najee Harris, the talented Alabama running back. By the way, six Alabama players. Uh, went in the first round of this draft. I mean, that is Nick Saban's doing something. Well, they
5: also were like, we're playing no matter what. I, like other, there are other colleges that didn't get more than a couple games in, and Alabama's like, we don't really care what's happening in America. We're playing,
3: right? Uh, but they, they're the recruiting, and and they built up such an outstanding program and a winning tradition there that I guess all these like blue chip guys. Must be running to go there. It's just unbelievable the factory that place is. Anyway, Najee Harris, the running back, goes to the Steelers at 24, uh, adding a much, much, much needed element of um, dynamic talent uh, in that running back group because James Conner, after a lot of hype early on, uh, he kind of petered out. And now he's in Arizona. Le'Veon Bell, of course, was a superstar, and we know how that ended. Now Harris has a chance to kind of breathe some life into that backfield. Well, your mock got this one
4: right there, Mark.
5: Yeah. Well, I don't think I, you know, that wasn't me being Mike Mayock and thinking originally necessarily, but, you know, they comped him to Le'Veon Bell. Um, Charles Davis comped him to Franco Harris, and he's a huge guy who can move. Uh, he had more rushing yards, receiving yards, and touchdowns than Derrick Henry or Mark Ingram in Alabama. I, I mean do like, like when teams have, like, a profile. I mean, and there's a
4: reason the Steelers do. They've had the same GM for 20 years, so they just keep... They, they have a blueprint. They keep, but they don't have an offensive line, and they, and they haven't been the same since Mike Munchak left. So that's the part I don't quite get. Are you going to fix this schematically? Do you have the players up front? On paper, their offensive line looks terrible looks like one of the worst in the NFL.
3: They're they're organizationally they've just been so stable and well run for so long that you just assume it's going to work out, but with the line and the uncertain nature of Big Ben at this stage coupled with the fact that it does look like it's they actually signed Mason Rudolph to a one year extension uh today or that was it was announced today so it's like he's the backup and you have that bust haskins somewhere in the building as well so it's like okay i mean it's either gonna be they're either gonna be 12 and 5 or 13 and 4 uh or this is gonna be mark's fever dream of all time and they go 6 and 11 like i feel like there's not gonna be be, like an in-between with this steelers team
4: You make it sound like your
5: offensive line in April, May, and June. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You make it sound like Haskins
4: is just like hanging out in the IT closet or something. They're like, "Where is Haskins?" (laughs) Uh, Maybe. I mean,
3: would you be surprised? He's like, you know, on his iPhone or something. I, you know,
5: he might be the best quarterback in the building right now. You never know.
3: I know, Dwayne Haskins is not the best quarterback in any building. We'll I, mean, what
4: imagine, you I mean, imagine if you were so harsh about Sam Darnold here. Here you yeah, go again. Guys. There you go. Always the numbers everything. are very similar. That's why. They,
3: they yes, both Dwayne Haskins like and Sam Darnold. That is a good comparison point to the type of individual we're dealing with here. The Haskins doesn't want to play. They didn't put any up. He got run out of town in two years, Greg. Fair. <laughs> Travis, Travis Etienne. I think I got that. Etienne. Uh, Etienne. Uh, Etienne. Running back Clemson to the Jaguars. All right, I mean that seemed weird. Yeah,
4: especially the way Urban Meyer talked about him. And maybe this is probably just coach speak, but he was like, "We say James Robinson and Carlos Hyde as our one-two punch, and Etienne is our third-down back because we wanted to have one of the top eight running backs in the league." And I was like, "That was a very odd comment." What are you you telling us so much
3: information for?
4: It's probably just saying that and making the rookie
5: earn his way. I mean, if you're drafted him 25, he better not be playing behind Carlos Hyde. Well, and you won't like this, Dan, but it's another pairing of Clemson quarterback and his Clemson running back. Which
3: <laughs> no, send I them don't both know. to Canton. I they know each trend. other.
5: I I think you're su- suggesting that when Greg and I mentioned that, we <laughs> think that it's going to be going to make them all like Hall of Fame players. I'm it's just like saying there seems to be this hasn't should... <laughs> happened. This isn't every year this happens. You know
4: what I hope? I hope uh I hope the Jets draft like every Mormon guy uh that exactly. Wilson's ever well, no, well, by the end no, of the No, it's not
3: like matching religions, but that's interesting too. Why not? Why well, don't BYU, we do BYU? You're not there aren't I mean, a lot of I mean, rogue I mean, elements at BYU. I so so if, B, you know.
4: Remember when the Jets really
3: did draft uh, Mark Sanchez's buddy in the
4: 6th? Yes. yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. In Collision Low Crossers, that was uh, covered extensively. Uh, No, I do like the idea of a Rosenthal Sessler co GM thing where that's that's the only thing your draft board is, like matching up former teammates. It's like if you can get a high school (laughs) teammates, that's fine, but we really want college teammates. We'll even go junior high if necessary. Uh, Speaking of Mark, the Browns take Greg Newsom, the second cornerback out of Northwestern. Um, I I find that I know you're a ride or die with uh, Andrew Barry in this. Rain Trust right now and why wouldn't you be they're on they're on their uh, they've really built a nice roster here I saw that you love this move
5: Well I do because I th- like I think that they had from just some stuff that I'd heard that there was a short list of players they were interested in and in most mocks you look at Newsom didn't get to them um, and I think Caleb Farley was another guy they were into, and made, you know Farley didn't get to them, and so that Newsom did. I think that was a win for the Browns. They wanted to go quarterback or edge, and just you know again, it's you've added John Johnson, Troy Hill. You get Greedy Williams back who didn't play a snap last year. You get Grant Delpit back, and you get Newsom. That's five new players in your secondary. A um, secondary that you know even though they whipped Pittsburgh in that playoff game, gave up 500 yards in that game. It's like their defense was a liability. So. You know, they've done a lot to address that side of the ball, so I think that is um, a, a victory for Andrew Berry and Co. And a nice CEO showcase
4: period. for Cleveland, you know, tonight. It was a little rainy, though, but yeah, that was on Dan's radar. A little a little too much with, like, the Hey, Hayward, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. It's like, well, there's also the Football Hall of Fame nearby. I don't need Kings of right. Leon before and after the draft starts. It's, well, could, could we eat.
5: agree, though, that whoever the host city is at any point – you're gonna be you and I will be sick of the host city um uh you know flourish and all the nonsense by by the end of the weekend. I'm not no sick matter of who it Cleveland is
4: Cleveland at all. I'm just saying don't build the telecast around King no, but I mean
5: well, the draft hadn't even started, and Dan was already <laughs> hey. sending hot texts about you know. Cleveland people being fake tough because it was raining or something. I don't know what it was you were. No, I don't know. Too.
3: I don't know. I think I, I think I texted clearly just to get a rise out of you, but I I was know. Like, it was wet know. and cold and miserable. It was like, Oh, let's put the draft in Cleveland because the people are so gritty. <laughs> like how about we put somewhere 74 degrees and sunny? Uh, you know, let's not overthink it. How about this? Well, how about it. we return the draft? So I could also, also like maybe see my family more than once a year. How about we return it to New York city? You know, the greatest city in the world. Put it in Radio City and, and kind of cut out some of this. I'm not going to get into it. I like my Not the here.
5: Radio City business. Like, you left with a back injury. You could barely sit in your seat <laughs> on the way home.
3: Well, they could make some changes and updates to the venue, perhaps. Although I do love the the uh, kind of spirit of Radio City Music Hall and uh, its place in Manhattan's history. But uh, Those anyway, go see made. a show on the
4: side. The suits side. were made that? for... For like the average, when the average man was my size, it's like Fenway Park seats. They're right. not facing home plate, and they're like they're they're for a hundred and forty pound guy. Like
3: honestly, um, I I kid you not because we do used to go there every year for the draft, um, and they would just stick you in these like nineteen thirty seven uh, seats for five foot two, one hundred fourteen pounders. And my neck got so messed up uh, <laughs> that I was in physical therapy for like six months. And they like well, diagnosed that... me with stenosis. I was like, what? Yes, it... you, can't, you can't do that, sir. You can't sit that way.
5: Did the NFL, like, show any more concern for that than they did for the room in your house being used for their for their Listen, goods and wares? But uh, I would also remember that at that Radio City, um, when we weren't sitting in those, they, they had you sitting in the chairs with a wooden, like, pieces of wood on top of you that you put your laptop on. Yes. First of all, fire hazard. But um, they, there was, like, they'd, they'd have us doing auxiliary work up in, like, the makeup rooms for, like, the Rockettes or something. It couldn't have been more um, yeah.
3: bizarre slash it, – from um, I don't know. Listen, I not not for me. I mean rewarding. any, any I love job the NFL signal. wants to send me, uh, it's it's a blessing on this end of the thing.
5: All right, I see how this is going. It
3: it was honestly a career highlight <laughs> when
4: I lived in New York to go, to cover the draft <laughs> in New York. That was sort of always my dream to like cover an event without like leaving the city and getting to do that for four or five years was like a thrill. It's once time. I moved once I moved, yeah, it would be nice to to bring it back there. Time
5: it's time I the also treasured the experience if I didn't, you, like, it, I didn't big, like flying
4: in, really, at,
3: to be honest, you know, as much. But now I would. I haven't been there much. And it does, Ricky points out, the Super Bowl will be in Los Angeles this year, Greg. So I guess pinch yourself. It's a
4: little different. Like, just the idea of I literally, like, walk to the draft. You're, like, walking
3: through the, the yes, city and no, you're going to the cool. draft. It was cool. Uh, all right. So I like this pick a lot, too. Rashad Bateman, who our friend, Nate Tice, had uh, pumped up as a wide receiver that he loved out of Minnesota. He goes to the Ravens. So the Ravens had uh, two first round picks at 27 and 31 at 31. They take uh, Jason away edge Penn state. uh, And yes, Rashad Bateman, a guy with a lot of upside and Tice, as you recall, boys was very big on him. Um, So you now add Bateman to the Hollywood Brown uh, wide receiver group. And okay. We're, we're making some progress now.
4: Needed him, and I think you know a lot of mocks had him going earlier, and he can make plays down the field. Seems very complete. And Owe, I'm fascinated by. He's my sneaky good pick because he looks like a freak. You you could make the argument just looking at his testing numbers that he is as like as big a testing freak as any defensive end almost that's ever come back come out and he reminds me a lot of J- David and clowny that's kind of how he plays so maybe you know if he if he has a career like Clowney, and he landed in the perfect spot like that can actually coach him up to to work with all this talent you just figure the ravens are going to make it work
3: um peyton turner defensive end goes to the saints well, i don't think
5: saints fans were too excited about that based on what i was um seeing on twitter a lot of wtf eight exclamation marks
4: that was yeah mm-hmm. it was a little bit out of nowhere uh, but he he they said he's exactly like Marcus Davenport, which is not going to get them excited either. I
3: mentioned Stokes, the corner out of Georgia, uh, Georgia went to the Packers. Greg Rousseau, who's a guy that very um, polarizing, as uh, Lance Airline uh, was talking about last week on our show or earlier this week. This has been a very long week. Uh, he goes number thirty overall to the Bills, so that's obviously a roster. Similar to Cleveland, where you don't see a ton of holes, uh, but getting another pass rusher in there with high upside, uh, that's a nice move this late in the draft.
5: I think they're thrilled he got there. I mean, you saw, like, I, I, it, it seems like every war room is just a bunch of people pumping their fists. But at the same time, like, I think that was a, was a little genuine from the Bills. I don't think that Rousseau was someone they expected to have a chance to grab. Wait, are you nice insinuating spirit.
3: their fake uh, fist pumps? No, I I think it's
5: the kind of thing where like, and I get it, like why would you, you're going to like whoever you pick at that moment, but it's like who's really, really feeling like, holy F, we scored here. And I would put the Bills in the higher echelon of feeling like, Holy f! We really scored here.
4: The Cowboys always lay it on a little thick with their celebration. Sure, oh, they didn't. They naturally. didn't tonight because they wanted to take a cornerback, and it went cornerback, cornerback, cornerback in front of them, and then they traded out. So they were. I think they got banged. Oh, that's also like more than any team in the league in terms of what they wanted.
3: Jarrah has like thirty-seven hidden cameras all throughout the draft room, trained on everyone. And if you don't have the exact uh, reaction that he wants, you're gone.
5: Right, and they've been drinking whiskey since eleven a.m. So you know, you know.
3: Did, did, was the guy that cleans the glasses? Was he in the draft room? You think?
4: I didn't see him. There, there. Uh, didn't their Draft him. room always has a lot of people. Cousin I Greg. Found it, I found it <laughs> hilarious that the Patriots' entire draft room was Belichick, Kraft, uh, and one other person who I think was Patricia. How I much think fun? it was. I think it was. That's it. That was their entire draft room. They don't let anyone else in. It's just like,
3: uh, who beefed? <laughs> 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 oh my God! Uh, by the way, Greg, easy with the Kings of Leon slander. It's so easy, but that band, and now they're over the hill. And um, I listened to their most recent album, and it's it's you know it's sad when it happens, but uh, their time came and went. But those early Kings of Leon records were some of the best to me rock of the early to mid two thousands. So I'm gonna just say that I want to I want to get that out there, and I want that to be on the record. Please respond, Greg. No, I I
4: saw you know they had a very uh,
3: mixed reaction on
4: Twitter. Some people were very excited, you know, a lot of the same people who like it when you know they play Bruce Springsteen and stuff, and other people were like, "Who are these?" Guys? Oh, oh, you're so I, I have to Google Greg. it. I, I, knew I like hip, I, I like rap. Song. Oh, I like anybody I love I love a lot rock of rock. Is so out of time. I love a lot of rock music, just not just not the the Leons.
3: The Do Leons. we have to? Uh...
5: Keep talking till this burrito shows up. By the way,
3: <laughs> that is a good point. I'm a little. I'm starting to worry about the uh, burrito. Aha, shake heartbreak. Check that out. Check that out. I know. Listen, there's going to be large swaths of football Twitter that if you're a veteran rock band, you, you get your cheap. Shots in because it shows that you're cool. And if it was the in.
4: Killers or the Strokes or something, I would have been about it. Why not? That that would be, it's also just like the timing. Why you? Why is any band playing It the, the well, bar fair. to take up that time slot has is really high? Like I you will say this: reanimate Prince or it's something really
3: big. On know, the subject to, like, of take music, up that slot. like uh, the only thing I would, the only comment I would make uh, critique of. Our coverage is we were very very plugged in on the music that was being played by the house band during the telecast. Well,
5: was, they had wait. There was one moment where I thought that they did. What was it? Was it Sweet Caroline? Where they uh, I don't need to hear that the, song again.
3: No, and no, now, I'm, now, now and I I remember hearing that and being like, because it's the Red Sox song, of course. And right. um, I was thinking to myself, oh, this this kind of went over well, and now they're going to try to make this a tradition, and now I got this song involved in the draft as well. Enough with the sweet Caroline, with the Neil Diamond stuff. Can we calm down? It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment
4: for Red Sox fans. I think a lot of them feel that embarrassment alongside with me.
5: I thought the the, the production was sterling. Um, I just had a ball in watching the whole thing.
3: <laughs> see. Now you're getting it.
5: <laughs> where did the, Where did the little?
4: Uh, where did the little heading that said the a fully vaccinated room uh, with some heroes? That was my favorite. Um, <laughs> That was my favorite part of the night was seeing which which draft rooms were fully vaccinated or not because it said fully vaccinated draft room with the Falcons. What, what was that like? I think it was to promote getting Oh, vaccinated. no, that is. It, my my right. wife
3: made the same comment. It was like, why is it saying? Because it wasn't just the Falcons. It was several teams. Why are they doing that? I was like, I guess we're trying to be socially responsible as a league. I, I guess that's what it was all about. Or to explain but why they didn't kind of have the funny. masks, I guess. Because like yeah, the Patriots, well, it
4: didn't say fully vaccinated and they weren't wearing masks. <clears throat> so that, Please. again, that gets you thinking. This whole Patriots, Mac Jones, this, this podcast is making me in like rooting for the Patriots less. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's not
3: helping. <laughs> Mission I wanna, accomplished. I just kind of want to give up on it. I'm ch- I'm texting my wife about the burrito by the way. Burrito I arrived. will give
5: you um very quickly my upside or what was it your my sneaky um draft pick.
3: Oh, uh, we know who it is. It's uh Greg Newsom the second. No,
5: it's not. No. Oh. It's Jamon <laughs> Davis, all right? How um, DJ compared him to Darius Leonard, who I think is Come like on. one of my favorite defensive players in the league right now. And then David Shaw this is this should make you excited, Dan, because mm-hmm. David Shaw basically said that like Zach Wilson was like one of the most fun players to watch on offense. Was mm-hmm. he the best quarterback? I don't know, but he's most fun. And he said yep, that Jamin Davis, fun. he is fun, but he's saying that Jamin Davis was Hum-mo. his defensive version of that. So he's on my radar. Good. Wilson's almost gotten overlooked on this
4: pod just because we knew he was going there. But my God, he he is gonna light it up. I, it's, I, I, think that, I think early on there's going to be a lot of good and a lot of bad, but I think, I think everyone kind of knows that going in. But it's going to be I'm cautiously exciting. optimistic. I really it's am because be
3: I, was, I was in the camp, and everybody listens to this podcast knows that I was kind of on the side of keep Darnold and give him a real structure and bring in some more help and see if he can get on track. But now after going through this whole draft process, if this guy's special – if he's special and he's fun and he gets you out of your chair and he passes like that Chris Wessling te- test where he's like, what's the first game I put on on Game Pass? Like, I don't think that was ever going to happen with Wes and Sam Darnold and the Jets, Um, even if Darnold panned out. But if Wilson can play, he could turn them into like a team that they want to put in primetime again and all that. And there's there's just a lot of hope. And everyone's hung up on how young he looks. And I get that, but that doesn't really matter. I mean, hopefully. I also well, that like that he's a little bit. He seems to be a little bit of a shit, and I kind of like yeah, that about
4: him. The photo he sent out of him, like, staring down at his phone while he's on the, uh, you know, with the traffic behind him, that is a little bit of a red flag. But he's got some Sanchez <laughs> to him. Maybe that's not so bad. When Rich Eisen put it out into the ether that, like, that Jets – Patriots, Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson will be a primetime game. I was like, oh, yeah, that's it, will it will be a third? It'll be that'll uh, be an NFL yeah. network game. entering I can the league see that. together. I, NFL I NFL see network
5: some game. some Baker DNA, maybe not. From, I'm not saying from the playing side, but I know what you're head, saying. Headband wearing, like, um, you know, a little bit of an edge, which now we suddenly like, uh, you know, already doing commercials, which we're which we're already buying the products that he's pitching. So you know, it's a, suddenly when it's happening to you, like all these things are positive. So maybe we can at least have a truce and realize we what's both happening? like these quarterbacks you know, with, with a little bit of edge. In I, ad what, sales. I, what's
3: wrong with the edge on Baker? I never had a problem with Baker's edge.
5: Get out of here.
3: Well, I just, you know, he's just got to play, and he played very well in year three.
5: I, it is not just the play that we're discussing, like the, like the concept that oh, the commercials. He's under, he's, oh, he hasn't the commercials. won five, five Super Bowls, so he shouldn't be doing an ad. But now you're, bo- you're literally mm. waiting for your wife to bring you a burrito that your quarterback has pitched before <laughs> he's thrown a pass. Which, by the way, I couldn't be happier about, but it's just let's be real here. Like, they are the same situation, young people capitalizing on their looks, youth, talent and uh position in life
3: it's more like the the baker commercial was relentless the that whole and, everybody, um, and then on top of it was like everybody was like let me get my blog post and my tweet thread fired off about how amazing this ad campaign is and it's like okay okay i mean i think we all thought
5: that it was like totally misplaced in a terrible season and it was on uh, we were watching eight televisions in our newsroom well it's two like, years si- now they it's were good to years. stick
4: with him, though. They were good to stick with him. I mean, what, what commercials get more pop than this? I think we can call it official. I mean, we, we know he's a better commercial actor, but Baker Mayfield, did, he did win over Sam Darnold. You know, that's, that's over. I but don't know he if won that's it. true. Well, he won. In terms that. of their picks, that's over. The oh, pick was more successful. Like yes. that part, No matter what happens, that ends up I do stand pick by this. not to be sidetracked
3: successful. here. I think Sam Darnold would have d- done just as well, if not better than Baker, if you put him in Cleveland. I really oh, do I, believe that. I disagree. With that. And I, I, think if I find Baker, that to be – If Baker that, got that drafted by the is, Jets
5: – At best, that's a guess.
3: If Baker – well, of course it is. If Baker is drafted by the Jets, the Jets would have drafted a new quarterback this year as well.
5: I mean, but you can say that, but in, in we'll, I don't, we don't even elongate the show by 25 apples. more minutes. But, but, but ultimately, absurd. you got to
4: go with the results. You know, there was like the Marietta yes. Winston. That was kind of a draw. This, You know, he, <laughs> he got it. He got the decision. He got the win.
3: Yeah, well, that's great. Congratulations! Give him a, <laughs> give him a huge contract. Give him a Jared Goff extension. See how that goes.
1: Ooh,
5: he's. I mean, they're going. Well, they're to. not, but they're not doing that. They're not doing that early like other teams have. Why? Would, but, I'm know. not fight. Let's not fight about this. Okay. No.
3: Greg, stop. Especially at the end of
5: 90 minutes. Congratulations to Andrew Barry, though. What a day! He had his had a kid this morning nice. on draft day. That's right. That sounds that's
4: like a nice. movie. You But did for that the too, listeners Mark.
5: who think there's too much Jets. Um, Browns talk, just lop off the final 37 <laughs> minutes of this show, and you'll be fine. And Bucks fans are like, what, when are you going to get to our Joe
3: oh, Tryon that's... pick? Oh, I forgot about that. Good pick yeah. by then, though. He, he's the edge out of Washington. He goes 32nd um, overall to wrap up round one. Any final takeaways uh, from the first round? Besides uh, Drew Brees' new hair, which oh, is yeah, that was a big one. noticeable. You know, well,
5: I guess I'd, I would just wonder if there is anything else with the Broncos and the Packers and all this before if we hear any more whispers or if it's just shut down and the you know they've closed the curtain and everyone's left the stage.
4: I think I found a way to like jam in all the points I wanted to make, even when it didn't really make sense in the context of what we were talking about. Good. So I, th- I think it is uh, it's all covered and uh, and we do not need to
3: uh, cover Tim Tebow and his tryout with the Jets. And we do need to cover Kim Diche, but that will come on Saturday. So don't worry. Don't I did not forget. We have an we have a Kim Diche update, which is outrageous. I can't believe Kim Diche is still in our life. When when the draft was just about to start, I happened to go to ESPN.com.
4: Robert Kim signing with the Seahawks was the fourth highest story in their news stack on their homepage, which is bizarre,
3: totally bizarre. It's because he fell out the window. He fell right. out the window. And that's why he, he, everyone is always fascinated by him. More than that he was a first-round bust. He was, he was the guy that fell out the window. Anyway. And it's not just a sports story. Stick a pin in that. Uh, all right. Good stuff. By the way, we, we uh, as you saw, no doubt on social media, if you're a fan of the show, uh, Ricky had the great idea to go to Dodger Stadium. M- me, Mark, Ricky, and Emma VP um, met up L- with Lakeisha and Link and... What a great time that was. That was for Link's first game. Unfortunately, the Reds didn't show up. Ate zilch. They got beat. Uh, but that, w- that was very nice. And it was good to uh, to do. It. Well, They're if you haven't right checked
5: now. it out, too, I would also go look at the um, Reds. What is it? A onesie, I guess you could call it. Like The outfit that um, Link was wearing was one of the coolest kid baseball getups I've ever seen. What eyes, what a cute little boy he is. We had a great time with him.
4: Let's get it together,
3: Reds. You
4: know, stop being such a disappointment.
3: Well, they did take two or three from the Dodgers. Okay, that, okay. That, was, that was that was pretty good. I, I think a good uh, seeing Link in the onesie, too, gave him the idea it's, it's too late for me. Not that I'd want to be the one wearing it, but if anybody's looking, now that there's going to be Halloween parties again for the 20-somethings, which is a big deal, uh, was, well, at least when I was in New York City, um, and I assume it's a, a big thing, For the youth post-college youth (laughs) um a a a, an adult onesie and even wear the diaper which actually if you want to go all the way because you know when you're drinking a lot uh wearing a diaper might actually if you really want to get the functional use of it you could do that um but you have the onesie and then you just dress like a baby in a onesie that feels like an absurd costume that would have some legs
5: yeah, Show I think a if you're likes. if you're a female, you'd also if you want to be a real baby, like get a baby's haircut, or which I mean would make it just make it real,
2: because
5: it's like girls are just like oh I'll I'll dress like something else and just be a girl at a Halloween party, but like let if you want to strike the real a realistic note, right. shave the head very clean, um, or have small baby hair on top of your head. <laughs> yeah.
4: You definitely hit a hit something that's already been in Mark's mind and he's loving it. No, it's – well, now I it is. I like it
3: as a – it's a subversion too because, you know, uh, a lot of things that happen at these, these Halloween parties, girls, or at least they did, when I was in my 20s, would dress up sexy. Right. Uh, maybe instead of the schoolgirl outfit, now you're a baby. And, like, you're saying, I don't like that whole, like, I'm going to sexualize myself. I'm sure tr- – I'm cranking the back clock all the way back to baby time, including the haircut. <laughs>
5: Yep, you're saying respect me, take Just, me I'll seriously. I'll stick it to
3: you for trying to turn me into <laughs> 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 All right, we'll be back Saturday with a full recap of the draft. Uh, everybody, please come back. Uh, please. And he's the call.